Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Hello again, beloved. I'm looking forward to be sharing the word with you and uh, digging in to this, I think it's part four, of um, discovering again the image of God or restoring the image of God through Jesus as the beloved son of God. And we've been looking at that for the last few weeks. You can go back and listen to the teachings. And this coming week, we're kind of wrapping it up through Pentecost and then we're actually starting it again. <laughs> I think this will might be the theme of my life. Um, is just looking at how Jesus came to restore the image of God on earth. And so we're going to dig right in. We've got a lot to share and we'll start with prayer. So thank you, Father, for being here. Thank you for being here to minister to us. Thank you that you are a good God. Thank you that as we open the word now and as we open our heart to you to minister to us, we expect to receive from you through your spirit and through your word and that what we receive will be life-giving and that it will challenge us to really step up and step into the reality of our faith in such a way that we will experience more and more of the new birth, the new creation, and that we would walk that out in this earth in a way that will bear fruit in our lives and in those around us. And thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Wonderful. So if you've got a Bible with you, um, turn to Matthew 28. If you've got a phone, you can get it on your phone. If you don't have a Bible or a phone, you're in trouble. Pause the teaching and go and get one. <laughs> Matthew 28. So I'm going to be looking at really the authority of God. Authority, or let me just say authority overall. And we're going to take it very slow and um, take it step by step. So we're going to start with Matthew 28. And we're going to read from verse 18. Now, remember, we've been looking at what Jesus did after the um, crucifixion and what we call Easter, uh, Passover. What happened at his resurrection? And this is all leading up to what we're celebrating coming Sunday, which is uh, Pentecost. What is Jesus doing to show us how he's restoring the image of God? And it's really been powerful to look at what Jesus does um, through these few days that he's left on earth before he returns to his father. But now we're right at the end. They finally arrive in Galilee, um, as they were supposed to do from the beginning. And Jesus says these incredible words to them on the mountain. From verse 18, it says, Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So I'm going to start by sharing with you a story which is not in Scripture. It is a story to explain what I'll be talking about this whole teaching. So let's imagine there is a friend of yours, and this friend lifelong dream is to be a policeman. The only problem is that he is quite skinny and quite short. However, he is determined. He knows he wants to be a policeman. 
after school, after graduating, he gets highest marks and he goes off and uh, finishes his uh, police academy to become a policeman. On the return, when he's got his official um, outfit on, he looks a little bit funny. This big outfit on this small man. However, he's confident he has the right to operate and he goes out there to serve his community. On his first day, there is a truck heading down a freeway at double the normal speed that he should be going. And this policeman confidently steps to the side, waves the the um, instruction to this truck driver to slow down and the truck driver, massive, massive truck, pulls to a halt and stops next to the road. This is the end of my story. I want you to keep this image in your mind because I'm going to be asking you questions to help you process and think about authority in a way that maybe you've never thought of it before. So let's go back to the scripture and then we're going to link the story and the scripture in a way. Here, Jesus himself is saying that all authority has been given to me. So let's ask the question about this story. That small man with that outfit, what made that truck stop for that man? Was it his power or was it his authority? I'm sure you would have said by now it was his authority. If that man stepped in front of that massive truck without that clothes and without that uniform and without who he represented, he would be a bug on a screen, okay? And so the reality is what gave him the boldness to act, what gave that truck, the what made that truck stop and what gave that policeman the right to say, I have to intervene here, is the fact that he was the one who held authority in the situation. So we need to understand as believers what it means when scripture talks about authority. And we need to understand this by looking at what Jesus says when he says authority. So I want you to look at that word, that original word, all authority, is a word in the original, the me, the root is that it is lawful. So it's a sense of ability, okay? It's the power of rule, of government, power of authority, or the right of doing as one pleases, okay? And what we see from this word is that we see that Jesus is saying the right and lawful right to operate in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ. It is given to him. Now, by who is it given to him? Very important. God gave Jesus his authority. Now, you might be asking yourself, but I thought Jesus is God. How can God give Jesus authority? There's actually an example of this happening in the Old Testament. Now, we know that we can go to the scriptures. Scriptures refers to Genesis to Malachi to look and understand spiritual truth um, in the new. So if you turn with me for a moment, this will be very interesting for you to see. In Genesis 41, we have the account of Pharaoh and Joseph. And Joseph has just interpreted Pharaoh's dreams for him by the power of the Lord. And Pharaoh then says something to Joseph, which is really incredible. So go with me to Genesis 41. Because of the interpretation of these dreams, Pharaoh acknowledges that there is no one like Joseph in all the land. And then he says to this man, Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh says to, to Joseph these following words in verse 40. You shall be over my house and according to your command, all my house shall do homage. 
Only in the throne I will be greater than you. In verse 44 it says, Moreover Pharaoh said to Joseph, Though I am Pharaoh, yet without your permission no one shall rise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Okay? So, we see here a picture of what happened. It's just a picture of what happened with God and Jesus. God is God forever. He is God the Father. He is the one who was and is and is forever. And so is Jesus. But in the title as God being the head, Jesus is below him. In sub- he has submitted himself to God. Yet he is God. And God does in a way what Pharaoh did when he said to Joseph, everything is yours. He was saying to Joseph, all authority, all the authority I have, I have just given it to you. Act as you want, representing me, but I remain Pharaoh. I remain the leader. And in the same way, if you want to use that as a picture in your mind, you can see that God who is eternal gives gives all authority into Jesus' hands, who is also God eternal, and so they submit one to another. Now, what is really, really incredible here about this, what we need to recognize, is that because the authority was given to Jesus, Jesus can now explain God to us. Isn't that beautiful? So what that means for us is that things that were unclear about the image of God and the identity of God through the scriptures, and even through our own lives, Jesus has authority to explain God to us. God has given him the right to do that. He has given him authority, and he has also, through that authority, given him the power to use it for a purpose. This is really important. So Jesus comes to earth knowing that he has a purpose on earth, And when Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, he is saying, I will explain the Father to you. I will explain the Father. No one has seen the Father at any time except Jesus. What is he saying? He's saying, if it's not clear about anything in Scripture or in your life about God, come to me through the Scriptures and I will show you. I will show you who God is. When we come to Jesus... We are always in contact with the one who wants to show us God. How do we hear Jesus? How is he explained to us through his spirit? Okay, so when Jesus says all authority has been given to him, it was given to him by God and he never lost it. Okay, Jesus didn't lose authority. He does, however, share his authority. And we're going to look at that in one moment. Okay, but what I want you to see here is that when he says he's got authority, he doesn't just have authority on earth. He also says that he has authority in heaven. Okay, so what does that mean today to us? Um, One way of seeing it is that it's not just this like earth, like the ground and heaven somewhere up there. God is actually trying to show us that he has authority over everything. That which is seen, and that which is not seen, that which is eternal, and that which is temporal. He has authority over it all, all of it. 
is his. Now, that does not mean that every single thing that happens is in his control. There are bad things that happen that have nothing to do with God. So don't hear that. We're going to get into that in the next few weeks. But I'm just trying to show you that as the as God, there is nothing that falls outside of his authority. And that should encourage us as believers, knowing that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of the world that sometimes even to myself looks like it's going crazy and I wonder why we even bring children into this craziness, um, I realize more and more that we need to hold this in our heart that Jesus says, I have all authority. And then we also need to hold in our heart that he says we he has a purpose with that authority and he has shared that authority with us. And we're going to see that in the next few scriptures. But Remember now, the heaven is speaking about the unseen world, the the eternal world, the space where God is. And also earth is speaking about that which is seen, touched, touch what is touchable, what we can experience through our senses. And and, um, that is where he has authority. Now, this is restoring the image of Jesus as the final Adam. I don't know if you've realized that. The first Adam failed in believing the report of God. Jesus believed obeyed and completed the work of the Father on the earth. So he alone becomes the one that carries the perfect image of God into the earth. So he carries heaven into earth, you see? And God gives Jesus the right to use his authority. Um, What we can't see in Jesus, we can't see in God anymore. If we study, if we struggle with something that we see in scripture that doesn't look like Jesus would have been doing it, or that this is correct, our correct view of how I see God, then we need to go study it deeper. We might need some time in prayer. We might need to listen to other teachers, good teachers about it, to bring forth who God really is. You see, the Father loves and honors the Son because the Son can perfectly and correctly show us the Father. Isn't that powerful? So how does this link to authority? Is that that policeman who gets up and stands in front of that truck knows that he has authority because the government who put him there put him in charge and said, use this authority. And he knows that they do not want to break the rules. So if someone breaks the rules or if someone's doing something wrong, the policeman can step up knowing the will of the organization he represents. In the same way, we, when we know who God is, when we know who he is through the Son and through the scriptures, and we can see who he is, we stand up in boldness and we can use authority that he has given us on earth to accomplish his purposes on earth. It gives us boldness when we know who he really is. I'll give an example. For example, I really, I've been married for seven and some years now. And if you were to come to me and say something about my husband, Carl, that is completely outside of his character, I'll be able to very quickly and very easily tell you why you're wrong. Boldly, I'll take up my authority. Why? Because I know Carl. Now, if there's someone that you're speaking to me about that I don't know that well, I maybe wouldn't boldly be able to tell you whether it's the truth or not about that person. I might need to go and and find out for myself. 
But with my husband, I know that I know who he is. And it gives me boldness to operate. And it gives me boldness to take up my authority. And so in that kind of situation. So even more so when we know God through Jesus and by the Holy Spirit, when we see who he is, we get to use our authority on earth because we know who we represent in the earth and it has an effect what we do in heaven and on earth okay we're going to look at it way more in the coming weeks so get excited this is like a taster a teaser of what is to come we see then in scripture it says jesus says now all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth he makes that clear who he is Okay, no other prophet ever said that. No good man can say that. No wonderful leader ever has said that. And even if they might have kind of tried to, they're going to have to have a lot to back it up. And Jesus has a lot to back it up. I love how John closes his gospel by saying, if everything that happened was to be recorded, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to show what Jesus did. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. Such evidence that he is who he says he is. He is more than a man, more than a prophet. He must be the son of God. He must be God himself. Okay. Think about when the paralyzed man comes and um, to him, his friends bring him. And he says to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven you. And the Pharisees get very upset. Who does he think he is to say that um, he can forgive sins? Only God can do that. And Jesus turns to them and he says, which is easier to say? Stand up or walk or your sins are forgiven. But so that you may know that the son of man has authority. The same word is used that there that is used here. Authority on earth. Then he says to the paralyzed man, get up and walk. What power, what evidence that he is who he says he is. Okay, so let's go to verse 19. We're still in Matthew 28. We're going to take it slow. Verse 19 says, go therefore and make disciples. So we see, first of all, we have, there's authority. God has given Jesus authority, all authority. He says, therefore, now look at that word, therefore. Do you know what it means? It means accordingly, likewise, or what we could say in the same way, okay? So Jesus is saying, in the same way you saw me, remember he's speaking to his believers, his followers, his disciples. He says, guys, all authority has been given to me. Now, in the same way, according to what you saw me do and how you saw me use it, you go. Wow, that is so powerful. Okay, now we know they don't go out immediately because Jesus says, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just have to wait for the outpouring of the Spirit, which we'll talk about next week, okay, because it's Pentecost. But what I want you to understand clearly today is that he said that this authority has a purpose. Let's imagine that um, that policeman in my story goes now and uses his authority in a different country. So he goes into a different country. He's still wearing his police outfit. And there he goes and tries to take up his authority um, but he doesn't belong to that country. He's got nothing to do there. It isn't even the same outfit that they use there. Would it work? Of course not. It can't work there. Okay. Because his authority is given in an area, specific area with a specific purpose. 
So let's say, for example, he's out with his friends and he doesn't have his outfit on and he steps <coughs> out into a fight and he tries to stop that fight. He's most probably just going to get involved in the fight. Okay. Our authority, what we've been given by God, has a purpose. There would have been many times in Jesus's earthly life where he could have used his authority for his own will to accomplish his own purpose. You don't have to think hard. You don't have to think long to think of examples like that. Think about when the devil tempts him. He could have very easily have used what was his and the devil even tells him to do that, to accomplish his own purpose. Yet he doesn't. Yet he remains true to what the will of the Father is. He knows the will of the Father. He knows the Father in such a way that he can resist the temptation of the devil, not use his authority for his own purposes, but stay close to God in accomplishing the purpose that God gave him to use the authority for. Think about when he is um, standing in front of Pilate, Jesus, and he says to him that you could do nothing with me except what the what is allowed right now. And even Pilate fears him, you know, what? who is this man? Tries to get him out of being crucified. And yet Jesus could have just told the angels to stop everything right there. Any moment on that cross, he could have commanded that it all stops, it's enough. And yet Jesus didn't because he knew that although he had all authority, the authority that was given him had a purpose. And so isn't it beautiful that when Jesus then tells us as his followers, as his disciples, that he has authority, he also tells us that there is a purpose to use the authority for. I've realized in studying this out in my own personal life, there's places that I am using my authority um, that really, it doesn't, it's not, the purpose is not for that, okay? And then there's other places where I've realized in my prayer life and in things that there's things I should be taking up my God-given authority that I am not doing. And I've been really praying and going back to the Lord and saying, okay, God, show me again what is the purpose of this authority. Show me how to use it for the purpose it is given. Because that's what I want to do. Because when we use this authority granted us for its correct purpose, we bring God's image into the earth, which that is the desire of his heart. You know, I heard a crazy story, believe it or not, but it is very true, of um, a woman who decided that this pastor, a well-known pastor, she wanted him to be her husband, but he was already married. And she took up her authority by praying over the wife to die. She had like imaginary wedding ceremony where she's getting married to, to this pastor. Now, that's crazy. That's not at all what our authority was meant to be useful. Jesus makes it very, very clear and super, super simple. The purpose of the authority for the spirit-filled believer is to go. That's it. Your purpose is to go. Go, therefore, in the same way you saw Jesus doing. What did he do? Jesus says, I have come to seek and save the lost. God says in his word, God so loved the world that he gave us his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He has come to, to reach out with his love to us and to those who are lost. And that's what he wants to use authority on earth for. 
Jesus said, pray that your will come and be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants to see his kingdom established. I was reading today again and so encouraged by this that Jesus went about everywhere he went, preaching the gospel, healing the sick and ministering to people. That is what he used his authority for. He didn't want to establish a different kind of kingdom on the earth. He could have. He could have done that. He had free will, but he chose to live in complete relationship with God in such a way that he understood that that which he had, he wanted to use to bring God's kingdom and God's glory onto the earth because that was the purpose of the authority. And next week, we'll see the power that was given to him and that belongs to him as well. Okay, if we want to see this in action, if we actually want to see this authority in action, then we have to do what he did. He went, and so we go. Now, that might look different to all of us. Right now, I am sitting in an area in my house, and I'm in the middle of Albania, which is in Eastern Europe, but I'm South African. I've had to go. I've had to leave my country. But, you know, many times, even here, I find that I still need to go outside my comfort zone and connect to people that I don't know, people who can't speak my language and I still can't speak theirs and I need to go and fish for men. I need to find out where's someone that there's a connection with. Even this Sunday, we're going out to see on the streets to just see where is God leading us to connect to new people, to share the gospel with. But it might be that you're somewhere listening to this right now in an office or in a home And whatever you're doing, you might be feeling like, where do I go? Ask the Lord. But I am telling you today, no matter who you are, even if you work in front of a computer most hours, I promise you, there. if this is your desire to fulfill God's call, to use his authority with purpose on the earth, and that means you go, God will send, there will be someone. God doesn't have to send it. Just look out your window and there'll be a person. There's nothing greater to live for, and Jesus himself experienced this. That there's nothing greater to live for than to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that such an exciting picture? Not just to wait for it one day when it happens, when Jesus comes back. What about we believe that right now we could participate in seeing that happening and that God would actually act through us to see it happen on earth? Isn't that incredible? I think it is. Amen. I'll say it to myself. Okay, if he left heaven's glory to come and become so we could do what we should do, which is to go out, could we not then just at the very least say, Father, let me see how this works. I want to learn what it means to also go out and bring God's kingdom to the earth. And that might even just be for now in your family. That might be in learning the scriptures. That might be in learning how to love and learning how it how it works to to connect to people, how it works to connect to strangers, might be to pray for those who are um, lost and who are who you're connected to. I've just been in a conversation a week ago where it was super challenging to speak to these people about Jesus, and I I got to they just said one thing, and I was like, oh, I have no idea what to do with that statement. So what have I been doing? I've been praying, I've been looking. How do I answer this? And and but there's nothing more exciting than that. It's more exciting than anything else you can do in your life. Honestly, it is, is to see people come from darkness into light. You see, Jesus came to restore the image of God, and God's image is a God of grace. God's image is a God of salvation. He is your God of salvation and of grace. But that grace has an empowerment. 
that grace has authority, that grace, we're going to see the power next week as we discuss this more, but we also realize that it all also has a purpose. You know, and as we go, he takes back what was lost. He gets to take back those who were lost. Isn't that incredible? As we go, as he did, and we see what he sees, imagine that, and we experience what he experienced, we get to see God's kingdom here on earth. Isn't that powerful? I just heard a very um, awesome testimony about someone who prayed for a little girl, one and a half year old, who had died, um, or on, he was on the scene when she had died from a drowning. And because he was a medical doctor, he started doing CPR, but he also immediately, because he knew he's a believer in Jesus and he had authority, he asked God, what should I do? He started praying over her, life over her, and something like within a week, within a week, she was fully recovered, back to normal. He got a heartbeat, I think, after five minutes of doing CPR um, over her. And, you know, to see the video of that girl and to see her alive with her twin and see her smiling and perfect, no brain damage, nothing, you realize again that that is what we are called to see. I myself have seen things that I'm like, God, I know that was you. That could not have been me. But I want to see more. I want to learn what it means to use this authority and to, to operate in this authority and see what happens when we partner with God in the great adventure of seeing his kingdom on earth, even as it is in heaven. So, dear beloved, if there are some things you're facing right now and you've been listening to this and you think, I'm facing some other challenges, I want you to just start seeing those challenges in the light of the fact that Jesus says all authority has been given to him. How about laying down some of those things? And I've had to do it where there's real life things happening that actually hasn't got anything to do with going. It's just got to do with survival. And it starts to consume everything in my life. And as I lay it down at the feet of Jesus, and as I look to the scriptures and see that we've got a purpose, we've got authority, we've got eternity, like eternity is at stake here. There's way more. Now suddenly those other things come into perspective. And I realize that those things, although they're important, God knows and he loves me and he will take care of those things and he'll show me how to take care of what I need to take care of. But my prayer, my focus and my, my, my longing should be to do what Jesus said. Just go and do what he's called us to do and come alive when we see ourselves operating in that which God has given us by birthright when he made us children of God. So thank you for listening. And um, you can send in any questions you have anytime. If you are not a believer yet and you don't know how to receive Jesus, but you know you want to, you believe that he died, he raised from the dead and that he is Lord, or you have questions about his Lordship, please do contact us. We would love to make contact with you. Have a great day. Goodbye. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.co. And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.co.